Hello guys, this is Dave from Talking Wolves. This is a snippet from our latest podcast where we're talking about that defeat at Turf Moor against Burnley. I'm alongside my co-hosts Matt Cooper and Jordan Russell and uh, these are little clips from our latest podcast where we're dissecting that defeat. I actually thought first half, and this is probably a weird thing to say, it's probably one of our better first half performances at Turf Moor in recent years. I actually felt, you know, in terms of the way performances go in the Premier League, I thought I felt comfortable. You know, we were creating a few chances. I thought Fabio looked quite looked quite lively, and um, we were winning the midfield battle. And that's usually what Burnley tend to do. Which they just seem to out outman us, which is probably a, a weird and a bad thing to say, but usually bully us a little bit. And I thought Matinho Dendonka was standing up to that battle quite well. And um, first half I was relatively happy and comfortable with it all. And then yeah. second half we came out a little bit sloppy. I don't again. I don't think there was much in the game, and then as soon as we go one nil down, it's just game over with us, isn't it? It's just this year we. I think we won three points from losing positions all year, and that was that Villa turnaround in the last ten minutes. And yeah, I know we'll get into a bit more detail, but there's a lot of questions to be asked of this current squad for me. You've got to almost look at it, haven't you? you like, like you've just said there, there's, there's only been one game this season where we've gone behind and we've managed to get something from the game, and that was the Villa game where we were absolutely awful for eighty minutes. But Dave, what what do you think? What do you think the problem is? Do you think that the, you know, when it when it really comes down to it, when 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 the going gets tough, this team just doesn't get going, does it? Yeah, I think like you said, we um, <clears throat> spoke about it a little bit in the last episode, just. In terms of lack of grit and lack of lack of fight, sometimes, like George said, I thought the first half it was just wave after wave of Wolves attacks, wasn't it? You know, Burnley were clearing the ball and Bolly was winning mm. literally everything, and you know it was just a matter of almost a matter of time. I think if we played that first half for another five ten minutes, we may well have found you know the back of the net. And I don't know what switched. I don't think Burnley changed their approach as such. Um, I, I think we just almost. I don't know, just went a little bit more negative and started sitting deeper ourselves when we really didn't need to. Again, this is the case of, you know, such a big chance for Wolves. Burnley uh, not having Cornet in their squad. A little bit like Leeds earlier in the season, we played them with a number of players missing and dropped points there, you know, uh, despite having the advantage in that game. It's happened three or four times this season. And you know what? If we actually just had the right approach in two or three of these games, look where we'd be in the league. I saw a, a league table earlier on. From the first of January, Wolves are actually fifth in the Premier League. We could be, we could have been the second or third best team in the league easily. And it's just stupid games, stupid results, just disappointing away performances, which is frustrating because our away form probably up until sort of January was was pretty good. Um, but yeah, no fight, and it's it's frustrating. I know we'll talk about transfer rumours and stuff later on, but. Yeah, this it's it's it sounds harsh saying something needs to change, but it kind of does. There there definitely needs to be some sort of personnel change in the squad. Yeah, I um I was having a, a discussion with someone on Twitter uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. I think we talked. I can't remember. I can't remember the bloke's name, but he did raise some valid points. So if, if you if you are listening to this, make sure you drop a comment because I can't remember for life. But you know you are. He was saying we do not score enough goals. It's a problem. And I said, well, as long as you, you know, we keep them out there on the other end. It doesn't really matter. Plus, in the second half of the, uh, since since the turn of the year, we've been one of the highest scorers in the league. But we, I, I never thought we'd say this, but if you take Pedence out of this team, we create absolutely nothing. 
and I've not been Pedence's biggest fan. I think this season has almost been a bit of a baptism of fire. I think he was under underutilized during Nuno's time. But George, it just it, without him in the team, we don't look to create anything. And, and he's, I think he's up there with chances created, um, excluding set pieces, isn't he? For in the league, I think he is. Yeah, and I think um, the big thing without Pedence in the team is we've got no one who tries to play through the lines or even tries to you know play down the sides of the fullbacks or anything like that. And that's how that's where Burnley's goal come from. McNeil cut it in, in playing a, a sliding the ball in between um Sice and I think it was Sice and Johnny, wasn't it? And the pullback comes to Vidra and it's into the back of the net. And we that pretends we don't have that. And I think how we saw I, I quite I was quite intrigued by the formation in terms of having Jimenez, Fabio and Huang to see how it looks like. And I think that um Huang it looks like we bought him prematurely now. Let, let's be honest about that. But I don't. I also don't think we're playing to his strengths in the way of he's when he when you know he got his reputation in that Salzburg team. He was playing off Haaland and he was pretty much playing on the last man, winning you know the flick-ons from Haaland, etc. Whereas we're giving him the ball to feet, and I don't think he is that good on the ball. To be honest with you, it looks like a bang average player when he's got the ball to feet. Um, Raúl out on the right to try and get him in the team. I, I, I don't know what to say about him. I, I feel very slanderous to say anything bad about the guy because he's the best striker I've seen in a wolf shirt, bar Robbie Keane for me. Yeah, I know that's a debate for a, that's a whole debate for another podcast. Isn't it? <laughs> best striker, striker I've seen since Derek Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, at the moment, it feels like Jimenez is getting in the team on reputation. And not just reputation this year, past reputation. Yeah, phenomenal player for us in his prime, but he hasn't. I don't think he's warranted a guaranteed starting place in this Wolves team all season. By and he was just flat again. And I, the fact that Fabio came off, I'd, yeah, I'd, I've yeah. got, I've got no. I've got no answers as to why what Bruno seen to, to make. Yeah, that. I was at the game, and when the when the board came up for Fabio. I've not seen a reaction to a sub like that all season. There was there was booze. There was like literal booze. And I was one of them because I don't I don't think Huang played that badly as 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 badly as people are making it out to be. He was better than he has been. Still obviously nowhere near good and good enough. But for me, if anyone was going to come off, it was Jimenez. Although Silver, you know, he, like I said, didn't score, which is the big question mark that always He's, he's above his head, especially with those on Facebook in, in the Wolves groups who absolutely hound the bloke. Um, it, it had to be him and has come off because if anyone was going to score, I thought I thought it was Fabio. So unless unless it's a fitness thing, I don't get it. And I think you are right, George. There, he's Jimenez is in the team purely based on the credit in the bank he's got from the previous two or three seasons. But you know what? It's fair enough. But I I think it was any other player to be out of the team. I don't know what you think about it, Dave. Yeah, I think it's hard because Jimenez, obviously, for 60, 65 minutes of their game, played out of position. Yeah, I think when we all saw that lineup, we thought, sound. Silver and Jimenez as the front two, and then Huang as the sort of number 10 in the hole. Um, <clears throat> we didn't see that. Jimenez was really playing as a winger, throughout, especially throughout the first half. When we had the front foot, you know, I thought that Jimenez, if he drifted a little bit more centrally with Silver, tried some sort of, you know, quick one-twos and so on, we were in. Thought Samedo picked up some nice positions as well. Um, so yeah, it was frustrating. I think I think you're right. You know, <laughs> I know there's a lot of people, there's some people that 
or in our comments or speak to us and say, yeah, I agree with you about Fabio Silva. And then there's others that say, I can't understand why you're backing Fabio Silva. Now, I think at the moment, he's still such a Marmite player. Um, and I think he's got a long, he's still got a long way to go. I'm not a big fan of Huang. I've said that since, you know, especially since January, since we triggered the clause. I just thought it was way too early. I don't know with Huang. I think George's right in regards to he doesn't, he's a player that, as mad as it sounds, he's a footballer that doesn't really, he can't really play football as such. He has to run onto the ball and so on. You think about his goals, the two against Newcastle, especially, were two great through balls from Jimenez, which he ran onto, took a couple of touches and put the ball in the back of the net. But as a player, I think with, with Bruno, he's almost. At times, he wants to play football. He wants to get the ball on the ground and knock it about. And I don't think Quang's the right player to do it. If you put him on the last man to run onto things and sound, um, you know, because that worked with Adama as well. So many times he got a lot of stick. The last two weeks of his Wolves career, he scored the goal against Southampton when he was on the last man. And he scored the goal against Brentford, which was disallowed where he was on yeah. the last man. Start putting Huang there. Look, George said first half was all right, but second half, it was just... We complete, I, don't, I don't know I don't know what happened. I really do not know. And it just felt spineless. And you, you knew as soon as they scored, you could see our players. It was just like, oh my God, how are we going to get out of this? Yeah, <clears throat> we're not. That, that's the thing. I, I looked at that. I, well, I looked at it. I watched it. And there's been so many times this season where, well, you can, you can look back, you know, since we've been back in the Premier League. And again, it feels really harsh to say about the amount of times we chuck it and we just bottle games and big yeah. moments Every, we don't win big games the only big game we've won in the last three years or it's at least felt like is Man United in the quarterfinal of the cup every time it's a big game we fold we completely fold under it and that team on Sunday you look at it with bar Connor Cody there's no leaders on that pitch like you know and I know people might point to Matinho He's a great player. He leads by example. I would say he's a leader. He's not going to get anyone by the scruff of the neck and you know show that passion, as people would call it. Um, passion, yeah. Yeah, passion, passion, passion. Have some fun, passion. Um, <laughs> no, it's like the, um, th there's no one. Th Any time we go one down, we just look like we feel sorry for ourselves. No one takes a game by the scruff of the neck. That's not about clattering to someone. It's just someone just trying and like trying to do something a little bit different to change the game and. You know, we bring on Neto, and I think for me, you can see Neto's been rushed back because of you on the cards, I think, personally, and Adama's gone. And I think he's miles off it, like you've mentioned already. I don't, if, you know, if we end up losing Saturday and, we, you know, that gap for Europe gets even bigger, I just wouldn't even put him in the squad for the rest of the season. I'd just say, look, have yourself, have yourself a bit of a break, have a pre-season, because he's, he's nowhere near it. And... um I think when we went 1-0 down, I can't even remember us having like a spell in the game where they're under pressure, Burnley. It was the most comfortable 1-0. Yeah. For a team that are under pressure, fighting and scrapping for the lives, we made it so easy. We just roll over and got our bellies tickled. It's, it's Yeah, it's not good enough for me. We're, we're having a really good season. I, I thought top 10 at the start of the season would be a good season. Look how great it could have been. you got this Burnley game, Newcastle, the two Arsenal games. Um, leads leads at home, leads away. Like we we could quite, there's no reason why we couldn't be like fifth this season. Yeah. No, no doubt, easy. And it's just we've, so we've been saying all season and, and predominantly after each window. We hope this isn't going to be oh, what could have been season. 
unfortunately that's that's the way it seems to be unraveling which is yeah. frustrating and it, it hasn't really been backed and it, these aren't his players but... so guys thanks for listening you can find the talking walls podcast and all popular podcast apps and platforms and on our youtube channel where you can watch a video version of the podcast too thank you so much for listening and uh, yeah see you next time